everybody. Welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, where we're applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode and all of our episodes are powered by Navigators Church Ministries, which focuses on helping churches make disciples who can make disciples. For more information or to get connected, check out navigatorschurchministries.org. Good morning, Justin. Good morning, Tony. How's it going today? Fantastic. Have I got a great random question of the day for you? All right. Lay it on me. All right. We are coming to the end of what can only be described as a historic season for our beloved Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. So in who honor day? of who day, that's right. In honor of this incredible season, let me ask you, who is your favorite historic Bengal? Historic meaning can't be of this year. Of okay. all time. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I'm torn between two. Um, so I'm going to name them both because that's just how I feel today. So the first would be James Brooks. Uh, running Ooh, back. That's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just uh, could catch it out of the backfield. Shifty. I mean, was amazing. The other one, Chad Johnson, because of all the fun that he brought to football, and to the city. How about you? I'm going to go with uh, Carl. Uh, why can't I? His last name just uh, Carl Pickens, who threw the long bomb, uh, who caught the long bomb all the time. And because you went with two, I'm going with two. I'm also going to go with Anthony Munoz, the only Bengal Hall of Famer, offensive lineman. Little random fact, I got to meet him. In the Los Angeles airport, he's a, he's a devout Christian and a really great guy. That's awesome. All right, I'm not sure about Carl though. You forgot his last name. I'm not sure we'll accept that. <clears throat> well, <laughs> well, there's a reason why I forgot his last name. I had a nickname for him, but that's not important. We're not going to go into it. <clears throat> what we are going to go into today is uh, our final episode on consumerism in disciple making. For the last several weeks, if you've joined us, then you know that we've been diving into the impact of consumerism and what it means on disciple makers. One of the things that I thought was really cool is a a quote that you used in one of your blogs uh, by Paul Mazur back in 1927. It says, we must shift America from a needs to a desires culture. People must be trained to want new things. Man desires must overshadow his needs. And what I appreciate about that particular quote is the idea that it's time for us to be intentional about shifting our thinking. And I really think that's what this series has been all about. Justin, why don't you take us into this week's topic and maybe give us a little recap on what we've talked about so far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I would say that shift has been made, right? As you think about what that quote's saying, we have shifted from a needs-based culture to a desires-based culture where man's desires, people's desires overshadow what they need. And that's kind of like you said, that's the journey we've been on over the past uh, few episodes. Uh, We looked at how satisfaction can be purchased in the first episode. That's one of the tenets, one of the core tenets of consumerism. The second core tenet is that purchasing power is found in systems. And so that makes money, uh, elevates money to have lots of power, right, in those systems. 
Third tenant, we can pursue satisfaction and security in systems. And those are demanding our identity. Uh, and today we are moving forward into what Tony and I would, would propose to you are four really false beliefs that consumerism has taught disciple makers. And so these four false beliefs are things that as you raise up the antenna of what those are and um, kind of look for them, you can see them all over the church and all over even disciple-making efforts in the church. And so, Tony, let's just start kind of going down through these and I kind of all name them and then you and I can, can talk about them. Okay, so the first one is consumerism has taught disciple-makers that we can disciple without incarnation. So let me say that again. We believe, uh, if we have bought into these lies, we believe that uh, we can disciple somebody without incarnation. What do you think of that? Well, I, I think it's an important um, topic to dive into because the incarnation is the person part of the whole process, right? Is that this is another way to say it is to like, um, we, we can do this without the relationship, right? And the relationship is, for me, it's paramount. It's why I do it. It's why I love it so much, right? The, the incarnation, as we talk about it, reference to Jesus coming in the flesh and Jesus being with the people. And I think that that's a very important um, idea that we need to live into. And and if we believe that we can do it without the incarnation, then what ends up happening is curriculum becomes king. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So incarnation, right? This idea of being with, right? Relationships. And what we see all over is curriculum has become king, right? Because it's not as important who you are or what you know, it's the curriculum you introduce into the dynamic that seems to drive a lot of disciple making uh, in our culture today. And so it gives kind of the appearance of discipling, the appearance of loving others, but it doesn't require relational risk or even mm -hmm. relational skill, right? And I think that's sad because as disciple makers, then we are not being stretched to become people who really love others who really uh, take the time to uh, be with them, to understand what, what's happening in their life and to respond with, um, with skill, with scripture around what, what those challenges are um, that, that they have, right? And so instead we're introducing curriculum and leaning very, very heavily, sometimes exclusively on the curriculum to do the work. Any other comments on that one before we go to the second one, Tony? No, I, I mean, I just think it's really important that if you can't sit down with someone and talk to them about Jesus one-on-one -on -one relationally, then you've become indoctrinated with the lie. Hmm. If, you, if you think that you need something more than just the Jesus that you're holding on to in your heart, then, then I would challenge you to check your beliefs. Yeah, yeah. Good. And uh, again, we've covered this before. There's nothing wrong with curriculum. Okay. So don't, don't hear us saying that. Uh, it's the place of it in this discipling relationship that's really key. Uh, second, second lie is 
we believe that we can disciple people without intention, without intentionality. Uh, and so that lie is essentially saying, well, hey, we've never been to seminary, most of us. Uh, we don't we don't believe that we have what it takes to disciple others. And so what we can offer is friendship. And so that's the, that's all that people need is just love them uh, the way that you would love a friend. Tony, what do you think? Yeah, and it, it, if we think about the other side of the disciple making scale, right? If the incarnation is the relational side, then this is the intentional side. And the, the relegation of disciple making to church staff or to people who are trained professionally is so outside of what we see in scripture that it's almost laughable, right? Because Jesus intentionally, presumably, very chose people who were very common, right? And then he gave them tools in order to to accomplish the mission that he laid out before them. And that's really what we're talking about when we talk about this kind of disciple making is that it's not about, you know, it's, it's, it's not about your qualifications as a disciple maker. You're qualified because you're a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. So be intentional in how you equip and train and everything else will come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. When we disciple or attempt to disciple without intention, then what we're really doing is we're just being friends and we, we lack vision for the discipling relationship. We're not trying to help them become anything. We're just trying to help them be comfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that tension in disciple making, if 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 that's not there, if you're just spending time together, hey, that's a great thing to do, but it's really not disciple making. Right? right. And so there needs to be some intention uh to help somebody become, not just help them become comfortable or stay comfortable. And so uh first lie, we believe that we can disciple somebody without incarnation. Second lie is we believe we can disciple somebody without intention. Third lie, Tony, that that we kind of, if we absorb a lot of consumerism and apply it into our discipling, what we're going to do is we're going to believe, this is the third one, believe that we can disciple people without application. Mm. Since we bought into the lie that satisfaction can be purchased, we become unfamiliar with choosing what's difficult. And so we are satisfied with new information and new understanding and we believe that that is what leads us to to change and to transformation. And so we no longer have to do the hard work of application. Well, for me, this is the TED Talk theory, you know, and, and I know a ton of people who love to listen to TED Talks and you probably listen to a couple. There's some great TED Talks out there. But here's the thing. A TED Talk has very rarely changed my life, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, it, and there's that rubber hits the 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 road kind of moment that's required for transformational change. You know, one of my favorite Justin Gravitt quotes is information plus application leads to transformation. And I think that that's kind of this, this root idea, right? And, and, and the consumerism lie, the problem is all we do is consume and we don't ever change. (laughs) And I, you know, you don't only have to look at new year's resolutions, which we're not too far removed from, to know that that's the truth for most uh, North Americans. Yeah. Yeah. And I know in my own life, there have been periods where I have been content just with learning, right? Because it feels like uh, it's growth. And so that's one of the dangers, I think, of learning. And 
um, scripture talks about and saying knowledge puffs up, but love builds up, right? That knowledge has this danger side to it of deluding us and making us think that we're actually moving forward in some way when really we're not. We're just spinning our wheels and maybe moving backwards because we're believing something uh, is occurring that actually isn't occurring. And so when we disciple in a way that 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 eliminates or moves around application, uh, the result is we will have disciples who look and act just like they did before we start discipling them. Right. And so we're making our discipling efforts and the relationship and the power that it should have. And we're kind of stripping it of all of that and making it just a shell of itself uh, if we are trying to disciple without application. All right. Our last one here. Um, the fourth lie that we can believe if we uh, believe consumerism, we will do it, is we believe that we can disciple people without intrusion, mm. without intrusion. And so um, here's why this is. Consumers need to be challenged to move beyond their assumptions. Because one of the things that consumerism has taught us is to relate to each other safely, to be polite, right? To not ask a lot of questions if somebody says, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it. And they're, they're a friend. It's not just somebody, right? And they're a friend of yours. Oftentimes, instead of pressing in and saying, well, okay, yeah, well, what's going on? We just kind of nod and take the cue of, oh, I guess they don't want to tell us, right? Mm. And if we do that same thing in discipling, then, then <laughs> we're going to miss out on, on what God has asked us to be there to do in discipling them. Tony, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, for me, this goes back to the lordship principle. And, and as a disciple maker, one of my key responsibilities is to help the person I'm discipling make Jesus Lord of their life. Right. Well, a Lord has um, has say it has oversight. It has, you know, kind of providence. And so that's uncomfortable in our North American culture, especially our consumeristic culture, because everything in our world is designed to make our lives easier. But guess what? Following Jesus isn't about making our lives easier. <laughs> and so we've got to break past that um, that comfortable barrier and get to the uncomfortable spaces so that we can grow with Christ in that application kind of way. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and this is for me, this is kind of a partnership with the application part, because what we're really talking about is getting through um, old routines, old habits, and even old, uh, I, I'm going to say this politeness mm. for the effort of, of growth. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I know that, some of those who have invested in my life, you know, they've pressed in, right? And so they didn't just ask the question, well, how, how's your quiet times been going? Oh, yeah, they're going fine. You know, they, they move in a little further. Well, what are you reading? Oh, well, you know, I'm in, I'm in Hebrews. Okay, and they'll continue to press in until I have learned what they're actually asking. They're asking to share what God has been teaching me, what he's been telling me in those times, because the goal of the time is not just to sit and to read something in scripture. The goal is to reflect and relate with God over what it is that I'm reading and to have that impact my life in such a way that I am thinking in a new way, moving in a new way, acting in a new way. And a lot of times it is that intrusion 
that continued moving in that helps us get to uh, a place, like you said, of application. I do think that these are connected for sure. Um, It's just super important, right? So yeah, I'll I'll say, I'll say this real quick, funny, funny story uh, about your and I's relationship. This is something that you do pretty well. You're, you're very quick. I I wouldn't say quick, but like you're very intentional about holding people accountable. And so when you and I first started meeting together, that was one of the things that took me a while to get through, right? If Mm -hmm. as a pastor, it's not uncommon for me to cancel meetings. Pastors do this a lot. When I was pastoring the local church, this happened a lot. And, uh, and no one ever questions it because you're doing pastoral things. You're a pastor. You're real important. Right. And you know, fine, whatever. Right. But uh, man, I'll never forget the first time you said, well, where are you going? And I was like, excuse me, sir. (laughs) Uh huh. And, uh, and so when we think about these, when we think about all the, the lies of consumerism, you, you just have to know that you're, you're battling culture and, and what you think and the culture that you've experienced. So you have to battle the lies that are already planted inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so somewhere inside of me, there was a lie that says it's rude for Justin to ask why I'm canceling our meeting. And it wasn't until I was able to reframe it and say, it's appropriate for Justin to ask because he cares about what I say I care about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and, that, and, and it takes a while to get to that shift. So if you're battling the lies, I just want to encourage you, give yourself more time and, and just, just know that it it's a process. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. Because it is like all of us, as we live in this consumeristic culture, we are all, pushing back some of these lies that are moving in on us and they're they're moving in on us, whether we are aware of it or not, whether we are moving in directions we shouldn't be or not, just being immersed in this culture has an impact upon us. And so as disciple makers, as followers of Christ, we have to be vigilant and not only watching our own lives, but watching out for one another and helping people to move into and live into the truth. All right, let me let me wrap this up, Tony. So we have, let me say them again, the four lies uh, that we have uh, highlighted today, that four false beliefs, four lies that consumerism is teaching disciple makers. First, it's we believe that we can disciple without incarnation. Second, we believe that we can disciple without intention. Third, we believe that we can disciple people without application. And finally, we believe that we can disciple people without intrusion. Our takeaway uh, today, Tony, can you give us our takeaway and action step? Yeah, the, the takeaway is the culture of consumerism will seep into your disciple making and we must push it back. The culture of consumerism will seep into your disciple making and we must push it back. The action step is a way to push it back. Take the time to reflect on how you're discipling on how and how you've been discipled. How do you think the core tenets of consumerism have affected your disciple making? How do you think the core tenets of consumerism have affected your disciple making? Great, Tony. Thank you. We hope that this series has been helpful for you. We know it's been a bit of a longer road than what we typically do on the podcast, but we thought it was worth it because these themes 
And these forces are so big in our culture that they are impacting us. Next episode, we're going to shift. We're moving away from consumerism. We finish that series up and we have a really fun episode for you guys next time. It's the failure episode. (laughs) So Tony and I are going to be sharing different ways that we have failed in disciple making. And so many. Yeah, it might be a couple hours long, right? I mean, we have a lot that we could talk about. Uh, But make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the like and the share button, get this word out to others because we are really having a good time engaging with you guys. And we hope that you're having a good time engaging with um, us as we communicate about these different truths and disciple making. We're really excited for next episode. We'll see you guys real soon.